Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 522. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to continue on with our best performing ETFs year to date. And today I'm going to share with you the best U.S. diversified stock ETFs, the best foreign stock ETFs, and the best ETFs that are the 10 largest ETFs in assets. And I'll be talking a little bit about some things from time to time as we go through these. Now, keep in mind, this is just through January 30th of 2019, and we have some interesting results for our U.S. diversified stock ETF performers. The top performer was the Invesco Russell Midcap Pure Growth, symbol PXMG, up 12.3% year to date. Then the Wisdom Tree US Midcap Earnings, symbol EZM, up 12.2%. Then Invesco S&P 500 High Beta, symbol SPHB, up 12.2% as well. Number four is the Pacer US Cash Cows 100, symbol COWZ, up 12%. Number five is the First Trust Midcap Core Alpha DEX, symbol FNX, up 11.9%. Then the AI Powered Equity, symbol AIEQ, up 11.8%. Number seven is the First Trust Midcap Growth Alpha DEX, symbol FNY, up 11.7%. Number eight was the Wisdom Tree US Small Cap Earnings, symbol EES, like Sam up 11.6%. Number nine is the MFAM small cap growth symbol MFMS, up 11.5% year to date. And number 10 is the Vanguard small cap growth symbol VBK, up 11.4% year to date. So that rounds out the top 10 US diversified stock funds. As you can see, many of those are mid caps and small caps, which I've been telling you for a while now have been outperforming the larger stocks. And we're seeing that with having these mid caps and small caps sprinkled through the top 10. You know, we hear a lot about the fangs and the very large cap companies, but they're not always the best performers. They're just the best known names. And oftentimes they're the ones on the news or they're the ones that people wanna talk about because people are familiar with them. But a lot of the small companies, small caps and medium-sized companies or mid caps are ones that are actually growing pretty fast, a lot faster than some of these very large companies because they're like a smaller speedboat that can go really fast. And they have a lot more growth potential ahead of them. Whereas a company that's already a trillion dollar company or a hundred billion dollar company can't grow as fast as some of these smaller companies that we can see with amazing growth rates. 
Sometimes those very large companies are in favor. Sometimes the smaller companies are in favor. But it's good to have all three in your portfolio. You want to have some small companies, some medium companies, and some large companies. And that's just because we never know which one is going to be the best performer when. So you want to own all three of those in your asset allocation so that no matter which one's performing the best, you own it. Now let's talk about foreign stocks. And this is interesting because emerging markets had such a bad year last year and many had negative returns for the year. So I'm expecting to see some pretty strong bounce backs from some of these companies because they were beaten down so much that they have to have at least a bounce. So what is it that we are seeing perform well? Year to date, number one, we're seeing the First Trust Brazil Alpha DEX, symbol FBZ, up 18.8% year to date. Number two is iShares MSCI Turkey, symbol TUR, up 17.9% year-to-date. And number three is Global X MSCI Argentina, symbol ARGT, up 177 year to date And I just want to pause there because I was astounded to see Argentina as one of the best performers so far year-to-date. But then it dawned on me, I remember hearing a quote years ago that you want to buy when there's blood in the streets. Well, literally, unfortunately, Argentina is having just that right now. And people are buying this investment in anticipation that maybe they're getting in somewhere near the low and maybe things are going to turn around. I'm not recommending that you do that. It just seems so odd to me that this would be one of the best performers. And then I realized, oh, well, if you buy when it's maximum pessimism, when people are literally flooding the streets in protest, which they were today, as I record this, maybe People are anticipating that things can get better. We wish the best for the people of Argentina and we hope that it all works out for them. I think it's difficult at this point to make that prediction that everything's gonna be okay and that it's time to invest. But I just wanted to share with you that piece of an investment advice from Bernard Baruch, a very famous investor, I believe back in the 1920s or 30s. So let's continue on. Number four of the foreign stock ETFs year-to-date, was the iShares MSCI Brazil capped, symbol EWZ, up 16.8% year-to-date. Number five was the iShares MSCI Brazil small cap, symbol EWZS, up 16.3% year-to-date. Number six was the iShares MSCI Russia capped, symbol ERUS, up 14.4% year-to-date. Number seven was the Global X MSCI Colombia, ETF, symbol GXG, up 14.2% year-to-date. Number eight was the iShares MSCI South Africa ETF, symbol EZA, up 13.7% year-to-date. Number nine, the Crane Shares CSI China Internet, symbol KWEB, up 13.7% year-to-date. And number 10, JP Morgan Beta Builders Canada, symbol BBCA, up 13% year-to-date. That rounds out our top 10 foreign stock ETFs for 2019. Some really interesting countries in there. We are uh, given the top 20 from Investors Business Daily, and I will post this in the show notes so you can see who the next 20 uh, ETFs are that performed well. 
Many of those countries are duplicates, just other ETFs that offer the same countries that might have a little bit higher expense ratio and so didn't have uh, as good a performance as the top 10 that I read to you. Now let's talk about the top 10 largest ETFs in terms of assets. And this might be interesting to you because you might have this in your 401k or your 403b or other employer offered plan. That's how these get so enormous a lot of times is because they are offered through employer plans. So a lot of people are investing in the same ETFs. So for this list, it only gives us the 10 largest ETFs by assets. And then it tells us how they performed and it ranks them one through 10 of these largest ETFs. So for example, the number one performer year to date is the iShares Core MSCI Emerging Markets ETF, symbol IEMG, up 8.9% year to date. And again, I just was commenting on how emerging markets were so beaten down last year. That just shows you why you don't wanna sell when some asset class is having a bad year because it's very likely to be the asset class that bounces and has a good year the following year. So you want to keep those emerging market asset allocations in your portfolio. You want to keep those international allocations in your portfolio. Even if the U.S. was the strongest performing market, you still want to have those international sectors in there. Number two, the Vanguard FTSE Emerging Markets, symbol VWO, up 8.5% year-to-date. Number three was the Vanguard Total Stock Market, symbol VTI. A lot of people own that one, I know. That is very, very common. Up 7.6% year-to-date. The Vanguard FTSE Developed Markets ETF, symbol VEA, up 7.4% year-to-date. The Invesco QQQ Trust, symbol QQQ, up 7.4%. That is the technology ETF that invests in the largest technology companies. So that will often swing a lot more dramatically than the market because it tends to have a higher beta. It just means that if the stock market goes up 1%, it might go up 1.5%. And conversely, if the stock market goes down 1%, if it has a beta of 1.5, it'll go down 1.5%. Typically, that QQQ will have more volatility than the general market. Number six of the 10 largest ETFs by assets was the Spider S&P 500, SPY, up 7.1%. So that is our S&P 500 ETF, so that we're measuring all performance against that. So everything I already said to you has outperformed the S&P 500. And then the next four that I'm going to give you performed a little less well than that. Number seven is the Vanguard S&P 500, symbol VOO, up 7% year-to-date. Number eight was the iShares Core S&P 500, symbol IVV, up 7% year-to-date as well. Number nine, the iShares MSCI EFA, symbol EFA, up 6.6% year-to-date. And finally, number 10 is the iShares Core US Aggregate Bond ETF, symbol AGG, up 0.6% year-to-date. So just to point out something on that number 10 largest ETFs, the iShares Core U.S. Aggregate Bond Fund, it is the only bond ETF of everything that I've mentioned. Typically, bonds don't perform as well as stocks do. 
Unless the market's declining, then the bonds often outperform the stocks. It was only slightly positive with a 0.6% return, so really lagging everything else that I've given you. Also in these largest ETFs, we had a lot of international, we had the S&P 500, so the large caps, and we had some emerging markets, and of course the technology queues were in there as well. So these are the largest ETFs by assets. These are widely held ETFs, and so interesting to see how they performed. And again, just to review some tips on asset allocation, you wanna have some money in your small caps, mid caps, large caps, international, which tend to be your larger foreign companies, emerging markets, which tend to be smaller countries and somewhat smaller companies sometimes. And depending on your age, you might wanna have some bonds in your portfolio, some real estate REITs. And then there's a sector where you can have some optional things in there. And that's where we put in things like precious metals and cannabis stocks. In that sector, that's roughly 10% of your portfolio for speculative things. So you wanna have a well-rounded asset allocation, making sure that you're covering all the asset classes, and then you have a little bit of a free zone that you can put your wild cards in. So it's kind of like a bingo card where you play blackout bingo and you wanna have your marker on every single sector that I just mentioned. And then you have the free space, which is your wild card, your sectors where you can have things like precious metals and cannabis stocks. That means you always have something that's going to be doing well, even if another area isn't doing well, because these things aren't always highly correlated to one another. That means if one's going up, sometimes others go up, sometimes others go down. They aren't perfectly correlated and you don't want them to be. One thing that's been really great to see is the precious metals and mining companies have been going up when the market goes down. Now it's more highly correlated to the US dollar, so it doesn't really generally move up when the market moves down necessarily, but it has been working out that way, that when the market moved down, the precious metals went up. So it was nice to have in the portfolio because it sort of was a cushion to the portfolio when the market went down. As you know, in the fourth quarter, we had this spectacular performance in the mining ETFs, and we had terrible performance in the broader market. And that's the whole point of being diversified, is you wanna have some things that can perform well when other things aren't. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes things move pretty much in lockstep, and if it gets to be a big enough panic, well, people will just throw the towel in on everything and go to cash and nothing will really do that well, except maybe some bond funds or just being in cash. But back in 2007, during that decline, we did have people rush to the precious metals as a safe haven. So again, you wanna have a broad asset allocation and own all of these different asset classes so that you can participate in the sectors that are doing well. And even if you own some sectors that aren't doing well, they might be the next sectors to rebound strongly, just like we're seeing with the emerging markets right now. If you are looking to make some great strides in your personal finances, check out my book, You're Already a Wealth Heiress, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make It a Reality Now. And I'm getting great reviews from the men. They're loving it too. Of course, all of the information applies to men as well as women. 
And I'm hearing people say that if they, if you love Linda's podcast, you are going to absolutely be ecstatic over her book. <laughs> so check it out on Amazon or on Amazon UK if you're outside the US and in your local bookstores. If we haven't already connected on Instagram, get your daily wealth tips at instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones. And don't forget, we have the review contest still going on till the end of March. You have the ability to win 25 prizes, 11 of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audios valued at $197, 11 of my Wealth Heiress books personalized however you like, and three people will get a 30-minute wealth mentoring session with me valued at $500. All you have to do is rate and review the podcast on iTunes, and you'll have your name put in the hat five times. If you leave a book review on Amazon, you'll have your name in the hat seven times. And if you do both, you'll have your name entered into the drawing 10 times. And if you haven't yet completed the Be Wealthy and Smart podcast survey, it's in the show notes. It asks you 10 quick questions, what you think about the podcast, gives me some information about you and the audience so I can tailor make podcasts better for you. And it gives you an opportunity to give me some suggestions or tell me what you're struggling with that I can help you with more. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.